Blog Talk Radio. playoffs. 
I mean, it's, it, you know, we've talked about parody this, this year, and this is the closest thing, you know, you have to complete parody. Or is it really parody? Because one of the things we're going to talk about is, you know, is it really a fait complete? I mean, is this really a done deal? And we might as well just say that New England and Denver are going to be in the AFC championship game and Green Bay and Seattle are going to be in the NFC championship game. And really it's just determining who's hosting, you know, is, is that really it? Is everybody else um, just kind of just filling their roles and giving us something to do. But at the end of the day, are those teams really the four head and shoulders teams above everybody and nobody else really has a chance? We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about the big game coming up, arguably the biggest game of the weekend. The Dallas Cowboys travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. That's spanked them good on Thanksgiving Day. And um, since then, Dallas has come back with an impressive win over Dr. Train's very own Chicago Bears. And uh, Pittsburgh took a, a licking. Uh, I, would, I would say the score doesn't really reflect the dominance Seattle did over Philadelphia um, just two days ago. So now they go back. They were 8-3 and three two weeks ago, and now they go back to play each other again at 9-4. and four. And um, this, could, this game could decide who wins that division, even though there's still a couple more games to play. This is a huge game for both teams. Let's talk about that. Uh, what about K-Stars division? You know, what about the AFC North? I mean, you know, we're still in a situation where we've got three teams within a half a game, and then the Browns are only one game out of that. You know, so who's climbing out of that? K-Star Steelers? The Ravens? The Bengals, who are currently in first place despite uh, a loss this weekend? To the Steelers, I might add. We've got a lot to talk about. Saints stinking up again at home. Are they done? Well, record-wise, they're still in it. <laughs> they're still in it with the Falcons. Who knows? And then, as many of us on the Madden Voice predicted, the Cardinals are starting to slip and slide. Seattle's coming on strong. What happens in the NFC West? A lot to talk about. Who's the best running back in the NFL? Somebody thinks it's not DeMarco Murray. Let's talk about that, too, tonight. And, of course, in case you didn't catch the, uh, the news, Cam Newton was in a car accident. Um, he's okay. Uh, he has apparently uh, fractured in his transverse process. This is becoming the catchword now. This transverse process, this is the injury that Tony Romo got against the Redskins several weeks ago. And apparently Cam Newton now, um, it, it seems that. This is really when you hear the term, I broke my back, that's what people break when they break their back. So just, just so you know. Um, so we're going to, you know, I'll be following ESPN and, uh, we're thankful that Cam Newton it wasn't more serious that he escaped without uh without his life. I mean, if you saw his car, car flipped over a few times right outside the stadium. Um, but he's okay. We're happy about that. And of course, we're going to talk Johnny football. Debated it last week. Hoyer got the start. But Johnny football's got the start this week. Right move, wrong move. A week too late. We're going to talk about all that. But as you guys know, I don't do this alone. I host the Madden Voice with some really great minds, really underrated football minds that, that we have on this show. And, uh, of course, you know, we're going to start with the newest member of the Madden Voice uh, from Bristol, Connecticut as well. Just saw him for Thanksgiving, thank God. Now he's back home in the ATL. Some call him the voice of reason. 
Train calls him Little Big Brother. I just call him JB because that's his name. My brother, JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Thank you, sir. Always, always glad to be on. Appreciate the intro. It's good to have you on, my brother. It's good to have you on. And returning after not being here last week, really don't know how to introduce him. You know, the Madden thing every week, you know, the best Madden player in the world, best Madden player in the world, best Madden player in the world. I don't know. We need need to come up with more of a football intro. You know what I mean? Not that the Madden thing isn't accurate. I just, I don't know. We need to come with a football. He's a a Steeler fan, and uh, he thinks that uh, Le'Veon Bell is the best back in the NFL right now. We're going to be talking about that. And, uh, yeah, he also happens to be one of the better Madden players in the world. Uh, has a lot of accolades and trophies, and, and has actually made a significant amount of money playing a video game. Go figure. K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Oh, it feels so good to be back. Oh, it does. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You, know, you don't have to call me uh, Madden Superstar. Yeah, all right. You don't have to call me a Madden Superstar. I mean, people know the name K-Star. K-Star has expanded... Um, global icon to the fantasy football realm, uh, as a lot of you know, uh, doing my thing out there. And um, so, I mean, you know, we'll 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 add something. So we'll add, we'll add uh, some stuff to the you know to my credentials to my resume. We'll we'll, we'll beef it up. We'll work on the intro. We'll get together. It's you know that your you know that your favorite group was in Connecticut last week. Corn. Corn. Oh yeah. They were in Connecticut. That was a concert. I didn't go. It was just long ago. Kidding me? I don't know who I was talking to, but I was telling somebody the story of, um, oh, wow, that's funny. They're just saying on the NFL, on ESPN, that Newton's injury is similar to the one suffered by Tony Romo this year. See, I still, I'm telling you, they're listening to the show. They just ran that across the bottom screen. I see screen. I just said it three minutes ago. Anyway, yeah, I was telling somebody about that. That's where your name originated from, and that that's your, like your favorite group. And yeah, they they were here. Yeah. I don't know if they were casino or somewhere, but they you know they were out here. They were out here rocking it up. I, not, Very not nice. My, a lot of people don't actually know my, that. A lot of people actually don't actually know that story. Uh, yeah. You know, behind the name K Star. We don't have to go into it now, but maybe some other yeah, time. You know, that's that's why I you know I'm I'm a, I'm a Madden OG. I know these things. I know these. You things. are. I am. And last but not least. The man who, you know, on one side of his life is preparing to get married, so he's just nothing but smiles, grins, smiles. You know, there was a serial called Grins, Smiles, Giggles, and Laughs a long time ago. I'm dating myself. But if anybody remembers that serial, <laughs> drop me a line on Facebook or on Twitter, okay, at the Madden Voice on Facebook, the Madden Voice. Um, but, yeah, there was a serial called Grins, Smiles, Giggles, and Laughs. Go ahead and Google it. I'm telling you. And, and and Dr. Train, on one side of his life, is grinning, smiles, giggles, and laughs. He's just getting He's going to be getting married. He's as happy as can be. And then, you know, on the football side, well, maybe not so much. But we're going to talk about the Bears. But in the meantime, Dr. Train, EAFL first Super Bowl winner, the man with his PhD. Y'all got it. You know, y'all, some of y'all, when y'all, when I say that, don't get it confused with like, you know, like some of the celebrities that get PhDs, they get honorary PhDs because they're a celebrity. No, 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 no. This man went and earned his PhD. Go ahead and go online and look up what it takes to get a PhD. And then you'll come back and say, oh, 
oh, it's like that. Um, and, and of course, you mean it's hard, it's hard to get a PhD? Is that what you're trying to say here? That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Very, very. Well, it's a it's a very small segment of the population will earn their doctorate degree. But Doctor Train is not just a nickname; it is who he is. Doctor Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. <laughs> Thanks, T. Love the intro as always, man. How's it going, fellas? <laughs> Going well, going well. How are you? Well, you know, long week to be a bad fan. And once again, first round of done in fantasy football. It's, uh, it's rough. <laughs> uh, it's rough. Yeah. I have no remorse yeah. in either case, Star, because I put up a bunch of points last year, and, and, and freaking Josh McCown just went off. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's hard to uh, for those of the, you know that aren't in the league uh, EAFL. I, me and Train both lost this year in the first round. I actually put up like 182 uh, and lost this year. Whereas me and Train last year had a game where we went to the high 180s and he lost. And now I uh, I told him when I lost to a, a Shy West Thunder that you know I, I feel like Train did from last year. You put up 180 and you lose, and you're just like, well, I got I got to go now. Like it's I got I mean I got to stop studying my lineup. Like seriously. All right. Well. If it makes y'all feel any better, in our league, as y'all know, I stunk it up. And in my other league, uh, there I was a defending champion. I was taken down to. Uh, I had four players Ow. with single-digit single digit points. Um, and, and Yeah, man. Like, Keenan Allen didn't do nothing for me. Terrence Williams, who had had some really good games early in the season with Dallas, didn't do anything for me. A couple other guys just didn't do anything for me. Like, you know, and um, – Oh, and, and of course, Reed has five touchdowns on a week that I didn't need anything because I had already clinched. And then the next week, <laughs> as everybody knows, just completely stunk it up. If Breeze had had that week he had last week, I think if I look at the points, I would have won. But I, I, wow. I, I, I'm out too. So my fantasy, my fantasy season in every league is over. Um, you know, but I'll be yeah. honest. I don't know how JV feels. I'll be honest. With everything that's gone on in our lives in the last six months, it really wasn't the same as it was last year. It's just so many things going on after after uh, losing dad and adjusting to the family and all of that, you know, and, and trying to keep the show going, which is always a thing that's important, too. And I, I, it wasn't the same. So I'm really not even disappointed. I just, you know. Yeah, I agree. Next, yeah. Y'all next year is, you know. Kind of like it's like a bad coin. What's that? Say it again. I said it's like having a bad cold. Nothing tastes right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. Kind of um, I would say the guy that um, the guy that beat you, Case, are in uh, in the AFL league. He is a good friend of mine. Does he listen to the show? Uh, he does. He he listens to the recorded. Let me let me let me speak to him. Let me speak to him directly then. You listen up, <laughs> you listen up right here, right now. Make it quick. Congratulations, congratulations, sir. Now you better take this this whole thing because you just you just I guarantee you had the toughest game that you were gonna have the rest of the way. So do your thing. Yeah, his his team is pretty beastly. When I look back at the draft, or what he yep. picked, somehow he got the steal of the draft and T. Y. Hilton. It was it was the latest pick made of, of, of one of the most established players in the league this year. And then he, he stuck up and got both Tony O'Brien and Julio Jones with, you know, yeah. third picks. No yeah, that's brutal. 
It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Good for him. Congratulations. <laughs> got to do. Well, he ain't won it. He ain't won it yet. Yeah. When he, when he, when he if he wins it all, True. then you know we'll, we'll do a. He just he won the first round, so he got to, he got to do more to get more airtime. Um. So let's start mm-hmm. off with uh, let's start off with uh, something that was hotly contested last week. A uh, Johnny Manziel to start. Um. Now it's official. Last week we discussed it, and um. You know, uh, K-Star wasn't here, but JB and Dr. Train both felt strongly that um, you stick with the guy that got you here. And uh, a week later, I guess Coach Patin, Petin, whatever his name is, uh, is now decided to go ahead and make the change. So what do you think? Let's start with JB. Is it a week too late? You still think Hoyer should get the start? Um, is the timing right? What are your thoughts now? No, the timing is right. Uh, last week, I stated he deserved to get the chance to, to start, and he did. I'm not surprised by that. But based on the play from this past weekend, uh, he's obviously regressed from what he was showing us earlier in the year. And um, I think now is the right time to do it. I think doing it last week would have been a week too early, and I think now they really have nothing to lose right now. They're on the brink of being out of the whole playoff picture, um, Hoyer is, like I said, not playing to his capability, and yeah, it's time to make a change. Dr. Train, your thoughts? Uh, I pretty much echo JB. Like, you know, last week I still stand by what I said last week, and this week, yeah. I mean, if I was the coach, I would make the change myself. Hey, sir, you weren't with us last week. Would you have made the change last week? You agree with yeah. it? No, I agree with you. I heard that. Uh, yeah, you guys are just a week too late. Uh, as were the Browns, it cost them because they had that game. They could have won that game, but their offense has been due to the past month, and it has largely been due to ineffective quarterback play. One touchdown the past 30 uh, drives, that's 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 awful, which which stands for god-awful. And, uh, yeah, the guy has Johnny Menzel. got to put him in there, give him a chance. I mean, the Browns are playing with house money. They're lucky. When I say lucky, they're fortunate. They didn't expect for them to be uh, doing this well this, at this point of the season anyway. Uh, so it's not like if, if they do fall in their face that really anyone's going to be so disappointed with them or anything like that. It's just a team that's building. Uh, so we might as well see what Johnny's got. You know, see, here's the problem. You guys are both standing by your decision from last week, but he he lost. And they're starting him this week. That's my problem. If they didn't start Hoy, uh, Manziel this week, then okay. You're, you're, living, you're sticking by your guns. You're riding Hoyer to the end. Then fine. I respect you. You know, you made a decision to stick with Hoyer last week, and he lost in a game that was winnable, and you're like, look, I'm sticking by my guns. Okay. But you're bringing him in now. It should have been last week, like I said, because now he lost. Now you're going to bring him in? And let's not forget, the reason this became an issue is because the week before, you benched Hoyer in the fourth quarter. And what does Manziel do? He comes down and scores. So what was the point of that to then go back to Hoyer the next game? This is the – I got to admit, I have all the respect in the world for you, Dr. Train. You know that. JB, I love you like a brother because you are my brother. But this is one where I don't get your position at all. I see zero sense, zero sense in benching the guy who was slumping, bringing in your first-round draft pick, who then takes the team down and scores. Then going back and saying, well, we're going to ride We're gonna ride the guy that got us here. And then he loses. Then saying, okay, 
<laughs> I was wrong. I'm going to bring Manziel in now. What? <laughs> what? So you didn't bring him in last week because everyone, this is what most people were saying, if, you know, bring him in against the Colts and, you know, it's not fair and you're throwing him to the Wolves. So, so you're going to bring him in this week? Now you're, now you're down a game. You're still in playoff contention. So you didn't bring him in against the Colts. You're going to bring him in against the Bengals, who's in first place. So that was a smarter move. You're bringing him in last week against the Colts? I, I don't see this one. Should have brought him in last week. JB, you were about to say something? Yeah, man, let me let me say this before it gets too far. When I look at how the Browns win or lose, it, it's not so much did they win the game or did they lose the game. It's how is he playing. And that's what I wanted to see because if he played well and they lost, I'd say keep him going. But he did not play well again and they lost. And this was one of those times where it was probably more definitive than any of the other losses that I think they did lose because of him because – from what I saw and in, in seeing some of the replays, there was there was not just inaccurate throws, but missed reads also. And I think a lot of the regression that he has had, we, we need to go back to that injury to Alex Mack, the center. I think the two do have a little bit of, of uh, cohesion together because when he went down, that's when you start to see less touchdowns being thrown, more interceptions being thrown. So... The, the fact that Hoyer's regressed. And like I said, I believe this game in particular was the reason why they lost. I, I'm not so 100% sure of all the other ones, but this one this one I would put on him. But he was benched the week before. He wasn't benched because he was playing well. He wasn't benched because he was doing okay and it was other – he was benched because he was playing like garbage. He was benched because that game and the game before and they needed to give something a try. And you bring in your guy, your guy, and he scores, and then you go back to the guy that you benched. There's, there's zero logic in that. Then why did you bench him then? Then you let him, then, hey, then he rides him. You know what? You brought us here. You're playing like crap. We're down by uh, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, whatever it was. They were getting their asses kicked. Then, hey, you leave it. But when you, when you bench him because he's not being effective, and you bring in your first-round draft pick, what's the message you're sending? Then to turn around and go back and put him back in the game the next week and say, we're going to ride with him. Then to go back the following week, oh, you, nope, I was right. He does stink or whatever it is. I can't say he stinks because he's, he's, he's had some good games this season, but he's stinking now. You know, that, that, that kind of wishy-washy indecision is why the Browns aren't going to go anywhere. It's not that they can't be right in the mix. I mean, they're in the mix, but they're done. The, the reason they're done and the reason that it's a week too late is because now it is too late for Johnny to create magic. Last week, he had an opportunity. He had a drive that he was successful. Got a little momentum going. Team got up behind him a little bit. Ooh, we like this. A little mobility, a little playmaker in him, right? That's Johnny football. That's what he did in college. Heisman Trophy, a little playmaker. A little different, a little change of pace, right? You know, not a lot of film on him. You bring him in against the Colts. They don't got – I mean, it, the time was – perfect to bring Johnny in and say, come on, baby, put us on your shoulders and bring us to the promised land, a la Tim Tebow in Denver a couple of years ago, if I can remember. Tim Tebow in Denver comes in off the bench and takes that team, and I won't repeat the stats because if you watch first take, it's drilled in everybody's head, and took that team to the playoffs and got an upset win over who? That's right, K-Star's own Pittsburgh Steelers. The same type of situation was handed to them on a silver platter a week ago. Now, will Johnny Football do well? We'll see. I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll see. He might do well. He might not. But it's not the same as it was a week ago. He had momentum. He had, he had something. And now, if you listen to the interview, what did he say? Well, you know, Johnny's got that playmaker thing, and, you know, and, and, and we know he's going to make some rookie mistakes, but we also know he can make plays. Oh, you just figured that out this week? <laughs> you didn't know that a week ago? To me, Petten should go. And, and maybe I'm being a little harsh, but that type of indecision is not what you need in the NFL as a head coach. You need a guy that's going to go in it with the talent that they do have when they're healthy. Browns, you know, they've got a pretty good team. They need to go out there and get them a world-class coach, and then K-Star is going to be nervous as heck. All right. All right. Um, let's let's, uh, let's, let's – K-Star um, – been, been feeling his oats lately with this Le'Veon Bell, and um, you know he he has a lot to say about Le'Veon Bell and um, his his role with the Steelers and some things that he's done. And I had it on the agenda to talk about it, and then K Star um, actually had it on Bonafide or Bonafront. So why don't we jump to that now because it actually is it, something that I wanted to talk about because I kind of took a little exception to it. This is just a little bit. So um, go ahead, K Star. Why don't you Why don't you go ahead and let's go through Bonafide or Bonafront. All right. Uh, yes, Le'Veon Bell is the man. Yes, he is. And you know what? Uh, what does the name Walter Payton mean to you, Train? What How? What does that name mean to you? What does that do to you when you hear the name Sweetness? When you hear Walter Payton, how does that make you feel inside? I hate to crush it, bubble. Considering that I've become a Bears fan to '89, but I know he means a lot to Bears fans that watched the '85. <laughs> All right. Well, it should make you feel happy. It should make you feel. It should make you feel so happy. So much love. Just like I have so much love for the Le'Veon Bell. Um, and, and just like Walter Payton, Le'Veon Bell did something that only Walter has done, and that's three straight games with over 200 uh, yards from scrimmage. Um, Pretty elite company there, two players in the NFL history. And if anyone who doesn't know, um, history of NFL has been played out for a very long time and only two guys to do it. And he's just a monster, man. Uh, This pair he's on is unbelievable. Um, This is a guy who, again, just the the ball uh, flows through Le'Veon Bell within within this offense. Um, He's on pace right now uh, to – you have a top five yard, uh, top five scrimmage yards in NFL history. Uh, he'd be fourth right now at this current rate. Uh, and you know, let's just be clear here: the Steelers at this point, they've been winning these games uh, through Le'Veon Bell. You know, he's he's been the, the workhorse, that jump starter, uh, just as as uh, Demarco Murray has been for the Cowboys, uh, the aforementioned Demarco Murray. But just seeing Le'Veon Bell. Uh, again, my, the biggest thing for me is I'm just happy he's a Steeler. Like, I'm just elated. This is awesome. Like, I feel like a little kid at Christmas who, who gets the best gift every uh, uh, for Christmas, and, and you're basically told, hey, you're going to have it for a very long time. Be lucky. Not many kids have this. And you just nod and shake your head and you smile, and you just go ahead and you play your toy. You leave everything else alone. Whatever present's out there, whatever. Cool. Thanks, Grandma, for the new socks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go play the way Bell. The man. I'm still waiting on the bona fide or bona fide part of your soliloquy. Yeah, that was a that was a long intro, but bona fide or bona front, Le'Veon Bell 
the top back in the league this year and maybe for years to come. For me, it's bona fide for all the reasons I listed uh, earlier. I mean, again, second in the total, total yards, 22 years old, dominant, um, and just, again, absolute force, absolute machine. Uh, most gifted back in the league as far as having an all-around game, skill set, and, again, 22. Unbelievable player. Train, I, I, I'm going to go last. <coughs> Trey, I'm gonna let you go first, and then and then JB, and then I'll go last. So, uh, anybody remember uh, TJTK? Man, Ruth Bell. What's the name? TJTK. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Remember, I remember TJTK. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Pretty explosive, wasn't he? Bad boy. Ninety-nine speed wasn't on Madden. He? Yep. The year that he broke out. Teams didn't know what to do with a thing called film. There's a thing called tape. A thing called preparing for a player. That back in the league right now, no. Most of we're still going to front. Years to come, no. You need to establish yourself in this league, man. I don't care what position you are. I don't care how well you're playing in one season. He hasn't been here long enough second year. And it's nice for you to get 200 yards, but man, there are some horrible uh, teams. <laughs> teams are playing around really, really badly right now, but that's still no excuse. He's still too young for you to put him on a pedestal. You oh, no, this, do is, that what, with your, this, this with your is what he does. Remember Cam Newton was going on I know. all I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was going to go last. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Train. Yeah, <laughs> but that's exactly my point. You tend to put your players on a pedestal, pedestal too soon. Let him, let him get to that first contract. Just let him get to that first contract play first. And he, if he's still playing this way by the time he makes it to that first contract, by all means, stop that. If he's not playing this way by the time he gets to that first contract, oof. Might be looking for his replacement. So, bonus front. Just saying. All right, the train says bonus front for all the reasons listed. JB, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going to have to, to say bone in front only because of the fact that we talk about the four horsemen and we always say that the one thing that keeps that click together is longevity. And, and Dr. Train touched on it. You know, in his second year, is he having an outstanding year for a running back this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Keep in mind, though, and I'm looking at his stats right now, he's got 242 rushes. He's got 71 catches. So about 313 touches already. We're going into week, what, four? Now, as time goes on, you start to worry about the wear and tear on a running back, a la Earl Campbell, a la the the concerns that the Cowboys have about sparing DeMarco Murray. If he's able to do this consistently for the years to come, we can look back on this and say, K-Star, you hit it right on the head. But because he is only 22, because he does have – a lot of shiftiness in how he runs, and he does run with power, he could open himself up to get injured. That's one of the most uh, devastating positions for injury when you talk about knees getting blown out, what have you, running backs coming back and outside of Adrian Peterson when he tore his knee up. Most of the time, they're just not quite the same. So he's got that working on him too. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay productive. 
I can't give him a full-fledged bona fide right now, but he's he's moving in that direction. But as far as I'm concerned, one good year and not knowing what's going to happen next, I have to put him at bona front given the the way the question was phrased. All right, so so here here here's how this plays out. So, K-Star, you have a quarterback that threw six TDs two games in a row. Is that right? Yeah, I you got to the MVP in the league of Tony Romo. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, can, 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 we, can we stay on my point? This is my, this is my floor right now. This is my, this is my mm-hmm. time. You got to stay on my point. You can't take it somewhere else. So, he's got two six games. And how many times has that happened in NFL history? Has not up until now. That's right. Ben. But is he the best quarterback in the league this year? So your guy who's rushed for 200, well, had 200 scrimmage yards three games in a row for only the second time in history, but he's the best back in the NFL. But your quarterback who threw for six touchdowns twice in a row, never been done in history, is not the best quarterback. Explain the logic of that to me. This is pretty easy to do. Uh, Le'Veon Bell has been has been consistently at the top of the league and leaderboard wait, that, that, in total yards all wait, wait, wait. Wait, year. No, 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 no. No, no. Yes, for eleven of the past fourteen games, he's exceeded a hundred yards. You asked me a question. I'm going to respond. No, but you're not answering. No, no, no. You're going too different. Your the way you phrased it. I'm reading what you sent. Le'Veon Bell, three straight games with over 200 scrimmage yards. Tying Walter Payton as the only player in the NFL history, the best back in football now and all the years to come. That's what you said. Period. That's what you said. You didn't say Le'Veon Bell, second in rushing, da 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 You didn't say that. You said you started off your whole soliloquy with, Dr. Smith, what does Walter Payton mean to you? That's what. That's the point that you made. Is that based on those three games and only the second time done in the history of the NFL? And for those of you who don't know, NFL's been around for a long time. That was your whole sales pitch. Now you want to change it because I just debunked it. Now you want to go to different. You didn't debunk any. Hold on, wait. I've been saying that Olivia Bell. I've been seeing Olivia Bell's praises since. I'm sorry, week one. And you guys made. Hold on. No, wait for it. I mean, I've been doing it since last year. This isn't a new thing. Yeah, it's more or less a cherry on top. It's validation. It's more or less a suit ceiling. The best back in the NFL. And one of the stats that you're using, the very first stat that you're using, I am just showing you that that stat doesn't make him the best back in the NFL. Period. It just doesn't. And, and, in, case, and in case you want to compare, there's another back that ran for 100 yards plus for eight straight games to start the season. And no running back in the history of the NFL has done that, just so you know. So if you want to compare stats and greatness in the history of this game, the guy who is leading the NFL in rushing right now has done something that's never been done before. And the team that he's playing on, as of right now, when you make your point, has a one-game better record than your team. So I don't see the validity in anything, whether you look at season stats or whether you look at your three-game stat, that would put Le'Veon Bell ahead of DeMarco Murray. Not right now. Could he be by the end of the year? Well, we got three games to go. We'll see. But right now, DeMarco Murray is having an insane year out of this world. He is playing 
right now, and thank God, neither one. Of, the only reason we we can have this debate is because Adrian Peterson is in the league. Because I'm sorry, if Adrian Peterson is in the league, he's the best back in football. Period. Well, he's not in the league, so the title is up for grabs. But you have nothing of substance that can be thrown to Marco Murray right now. Sure, I do. Absolutely, I do. DeMarco Murray has touched the ball 62 more times, averaging six more touches a game. However, only has about 70 more yards total yards. Uh, Le'Veon Bell averaging it's it's not much, but it's something uh, 0.1 yards more per carry, averaging more yards per catch. Uh, and again, when you look at the totals, when you look at who's touching the ball more, it certainly is DeMarco Murray, but he's barely uh, holding on to that total yards lead. And he's definitely I mean, I mean, I barely, barely, and, and and your your guy with his three straight games has cut. I mean, I mean, halfway through the season, it wasn't even close. Now, it was uh, close. He's been second all year. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah but, before the two hundred yard games, he has been right there, right behind him. I'm sorry, Demarco At one point, Demarco Murray had him like by four hundred yards. K Star, go back and look. Rushing, rushing, rushing. Yes, and and still does too. Yeah, he has 74 total yards more than Le'Veon Bell does. Oh, no, 62, the 62 more touches. I know he has a rushing yard team better. He touches the ball. He's had 82 more carries. I mean, hello? If you have 82 more carries, that's basically four games. That's about four more wait, wait, games worth of carries. You just assume football. that every time a running back touches the ball, he's going to get five yards, right? That's just how the NFL is. So every time he touches the ball, he better because he's going to get five yards. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at their season averages, and that's what they're telling me. It is an average. They both have touched the ball quite frequently. This is the first year that DeMarco Murray hasn't had an injury either since he's been with the Cowboys. So there's nothing for granted. It is is what it is. The performance is what the performance is. If it was the other way around, you would be saying to me, yeah, buddy, but Bell's got more yards. Bell's got more of this. You would be saying, so don't now because it's your guy change what you would say. Well, hold on here, though. This isn't the first year. That, hold on. Le'Veon Bell's been in the league for two years. Now he's full two years yet. Last yeah, the year, they both played. played. Last year, hold on. Wait, he was better than him last year, too. He had more total yards than DeMarco Murray, despite both of them missing four games. So what, what was the excuse last year? And this was as a rookie. What does last year have to do with this season? Dallas is We're a talking about- different team. It's a different team. You said this year, best in the league now. So what does last year have to do with anything? Well, I'm responding to a few of uh, I believe that was Trent who was talking about he hasn't done it long enough and all this and so on and so forth. He's crying to Marco Murray, but I just enough. don't understand. I don't care what you say, man. It's his second what? year. Good grief. A dude, dude hasn't even made it to his first contract, and all of a sudden you want him to and, put him in the and DeMarco, Hall of Fame. And, and DeMarco Murray so hasn't even made it to a 16-game season. I guess so this conversation you? is not about DeMarco Murray. It's about Le'Veon Bell now, isn't it? It is. It is. It's squarely exactly. putting DeMarco so Murray versus Le'Veon Bell. Don't start telling me about DeMarco Murray. You can Who's the best running back in the league then, Trey? Who do you feel your, is the best running back in the league? Your, DeMarco Murray. Why? I love what he's doing right now. Right he now. He reminds me of Adrian Peterson running the ball. Right now, yes, I choose DeMarco Murray. But you're saying, though, that DeMarco Murray is better because Le'Veon hasn't done it long enough yet. DeMarco Murray he hasn't been no, I didn't tell you why he was better. Hold on. I didn't, no tell, you saying, why, I didn't tell you why no. anything. Train, train. I mean, um, um, K-Star, when you talk about years to come, now we look at, well, he hasn't done it long enough for you to start talking about the best back in the NFL for years to come. You, you anoint people too quick. That's your pattern, just like you did with Cam Newton. 
Let a few years go by of consistency, and let's see what the guy can do. Okay, but when you're talking about this one season, the consensus outside of you is Murray's having a better season. Up to this game. Hold on, though. It's not the consensus that Murray's a better back because Marshall falls. I said the consensus on this show outside of you is that Murray is the better back right now. Okay. Now, could that change? No one is saying your guy isn't a great back. He is a phenomenal back. But you, when you had, just like you did with, uh, and you suckered me into giving uh, uh, Ben a, a Fab Five appointment, and he certainly hasn't lived up to that. You know, what? We, uh, he hasn't. I mean, so, I don't know. He didn't lose it. He, he had a couple. He had a bad game. One game. Quite okay. Drew Brees. Well, let's see. Um, I can name four quarterbacks right now playing better than him. Brady, actually five. Um, Brady, Manning, Rivers, Rogers, and Ray, 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 Rivers better. is not playing better than Big Ben. No, he's not. What? No. Ben, ben, has more t- ben, ben has more touchdowns, less picks, more yards, better rating. Uh, I just don't understand where you're getting that from. Better offensive uh, teams than Steelers Rivers have been all this season. Rivers is an MVP candidate, and Ben isn't. For who? who who's going for Bill Rivers? Let me find him. And also, let's fire him while he's at it, because no one's built for Phil Rivers to be MVP of the league. Loyalty is one thing, but when it forces you, when loyalty becomes stupidity, that's when you need to check yourself. How? how hold on. Repeat what I said. How is Phil Rivers having a better season than Ben Roethlisberger? You said it. Now back it up. How? I, where where I did you said, see that? I said that he has been considered an MVP candidate. I have not one time. Are you telling me that you haven't heard Philip Rivers is an MVP candidate this year, as recently as last week. And has no, I heard it early in the season, the first quarter of the season. Other than in your world, has anybody said Ben Roethlisberger is an MVP candidate? Is, is that exactly. we're going to, is, that, is that the qualifier? Is that what we're using as a barometer? Because we need to increase that threshold. Okay. Um, uh, last point. My point, is, my point is that it, it's fairly simple. Um, just like she said, uh, when we had, even when we had the quarterback conversation, no one said Big Ben wasn't a good quarterback. He's just not a four-horse. No one is just saying Le'Veon Bell is not a beast. He's just not the top back. You know, and, of course, it's all opinionated, but we do have a habit of uh, elevating players before they get a solid career behind themselves. And it's just a little too, it's a little too soon to be like best back. There may be another rookie that come out next year and do even better. Then what? Then you know that guy. These guys need they 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 need to be. You need time to be considered best. You need time. Yeah, and 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 I digress by jumping on a big bend, band, you know, but. The point, the point here is that Le'Veon Bell is having an incredible season. No one's taking that away. But you can have, you know, um, guys on your team that have incredible years that don't have to be labeled the best in the NFL. It's actually okay. It's actually fine. It, there's actually nothing wrong with that. You know, you, you feel like because your guy's playing well, all of a sudden he's got to be the best in the NFL. Well, what good is that if your team doesn't make the playoffs? You know, what good did that get? Agreed, agreed with you. Agreed with you there. But, hey, I mean, see, see Matt Forte and then, then get back at me. 
I agree with you with you guys there, but I mean, we brought up the media earlier. I'm not the only one who's saying that. I'm, I'm, well, it's been talked about. It's being discussed in the media. What about Lydia and Oh, well, wait, wait. When I said Rivers was being talked about. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, I'm using that because you brought it up. That's exactly what I said. I'm throwing that right back at I, you. So I'm just I, simply I, saying. I've heard, I've heard people refer to Bell as one of the best backs in the NFL. I don't know. I've heard anybody call him the best, but I've heard people refer to him as one of the best, and I would agree with that. Marshall, Marshall Falk, Ladanian Tomlinson, Deion Sanders. Three right there for you. Call them the best. All right, I'll have to I'll have yep. to watch NFL Network and see if I hear them say that. Because um, okay. last I knew, Dion was certainly on on uh, Murray's bandwagon, you know. And actually, so was so was Al The last I knew, I have to go back and say I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. It's to the point where many people thought that Murray would be a free agent after this year. And if AP is available, Dallas will go get AP. Murray's playing so well now, and he's three or four years younger than AP. Now everyone's not so sure because he's playing. If you watch him, he may, he may, what he lacks is he doesn't have AP's top-end speed. That's the one thing he doesn't have. He's, he's fast, but he's not Peterson fast. So when he breaks into the field, he's got to run on an angle where Peterson could just run away from you. So that's the only difference there. But the power, the vision, you know, that, that I mean, the, the guy, the guy, you know, he, he's, he's, he's just doing well and he's staying healthy this year. And because he's staying healthy and the numbers that he's putting up and the team being nine and four um, and him, his role in that, having a reliable run game, um, I, like I said, I, I, I find it hard to believe that any knowledgeable football fan would say, well, Bell's a better back right now. Marshall Falk, right now he's the best back in the league NFL game day from last Sunday night. Add the link if you want it. That's Marshall's opinion. That's fine. I mean, you know, I don't know. You want a cookie? I'm just <laughs> saying. I think he's pretty knowledgeable. I, I mean, he's got an opinion. Oh, he's got an opinion. Right. There's a lot of pro. Yeah, so anybody who played the game, I mean, I mean, really? I mean, I, so, I'm so, using <laughs> the same thing you said about Rivers. I'm just saying, I'm throwing it right back at you about Bell. So. Yeah, yeah. So you want me to find somebody that, that said Rivers is an MVP, and then what are you going to say? I mean, we can play this I'm game. I'm sure they on. did, but they were wrong. We can. Okay. So what I'm saying is, it's not going to change my opinion because I have eyes and I can watch the game. And uh, frankly, I've been watching football longer than Marshall Falk. To be totally honest with you, yeah, he's a Super Bowl uh, champion and Hall of Famer. And I, I'm, you know, when it comes to schemes and understanding, hey. I can't compete with an NFL player to understand schemes and plays and die. Hey, that's what they did. But the eye test is the eye test. You watch enough football, you, you, you kind of begin to know. And I happen to watch uh, um, Emmett Smith his entire career, watch Tony Dorsett, watched um, Walter Payton, you know, live through his entire career. I've seen some of the best running backs in the NFL. So, I, I, I'm okay with my view because I, I know what a good running back looks like. I like Jamal Charles, frankly. When you want to talk about best backs in the NFL, he needs to be in that conversation, you know. So um, McCoy is now starting to play. He, he was slumping for a while, but now he's starting to find it. He didn't have the great game against Seattle, but Seattle, I mean, really, you know. So, I mean, you know, and, and, and any, given, any given game, there's just no telling who's going to go off. But the guy that had four touchdowns and 200 yards for the Patriots and has only ran a ball ten times since. So, so you know, you, you, you just don't know. But let's see what Bell does the rest of the year before we start anointing him as 
the greatest back in the NFL for years to come, like you did with you're jinxing, like you jinxed Cam Newton. Now he's in the hospital. It's all it's all K Star's fault. Oh man. <laughs> you, you it on me, Ricky. Don't put it on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> All right, let's go to your number two because it's, it's right on point. Your number, your number two, which is you know now 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 you want to now you want to go in a different direction after arguing with me. Absolutely, absolutely, you, because uh, uh, you know as you know I defended this man on the Facebook, and we're gonna revisit this. DeMarco Murray. Wait, wait. Let's be clear. You defended him because one of your cronies said. I'm a Cowboys fan, and Murray isn't even a top five back. I mean, now there's – And then I went on to talk about how great he is, yeah. Well, okay, because that's insane to say he's not a top five back. That's just insane. One thing to say you think Bell is better. Okay, I can live with that. To say that Murray's not a top five back, that that guy – and he's a Cowboys fan, he's smoking something. But but go ahead. For for what it's worth, he also hates Tony Romo, so he's just kind of delirious. But anyway, DeMarco Murray, the Cowboys MVP. Is he the Cowboys MVP? To me, it's still absolutely bona fide. In fact, I feel kind of validated from last week watching the Bears-Cowboys uh, game. Um, you know, with when you watch the game, I believe the first drive, DeMarco Murray had all 13 touches in the on their touchdown drive, and he was dominant. He was a force, as he's been all season. Uh, DeMarco Murray is a terrific back. And, again, when you look at the Cowboys and how successful they've been, it's gone through, uh, you know, DeMarco Murray first. Uh, when they lost to Philadelphia, we saw where it was more of a track meet. Um, they didn't really feed DeMarco or feature him as much as they should. I feel like they made a conservative or a concerted effort to get back to that. And again, just as I said a few weeks ago, I believe DeMarco Murray is absolutely the Cowboys MVP uh, over Tony Romo. Uh, and to me, he proved it again uh, last Thursday night against Trains Bears. So it's bona fide. So let me just let me just ask you a question, and I'll let these guys talk. So is Bell your MVP over Roethlisberger? Yep. Okay, at least you're consistent. Um, JB, you agree with Train? I mean, uh, uh, K-Star? Um, I'm gonna have to say bona fide, and and it's is it up for discussion? Of course, I would have to, I would go a different direction. I would have them as co-MVP simply because one needs the other. When Romo was out. Obviously, uh, DeMarco didn't play as well because they had eight man in the box and they knew that they were going to run the ball more. With Murray in there, they know it takes pressure off of Romo and he can play much better than he has in the past. Not to say that he's played bad, but he's been able to get over that hump. So I, I would have to, in order to answer the question properly, I would have to say bona front. Dr. Train. Uh I can stick by my same stance the last time we had this conversation, and I like DeMarco Murray as a P.O. Romo. And I do understand the balance, but um, I just think the bigger difference this year was uh, uh, definitely DeMarco Murray's play, so bona fide. Okay. Um, well, th- this is bona front. Um, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's not to diminish DeMarco Murray's See, K-Star wants to word it in a, in a definitive yes or no way. And if I say bona front, then that means Murray's not valuable. And, and Murray, Murray's play this year is valuable, and it's a huge part of Dallas's success. Um, so I'm not diminishing Murray's role. And clearly the game against Chicago, you know, Murray was a workhorse, 41 touches, um, you know, over 200 all-purpose yards. Um, you know, the, the guy was a workhorse. But – if you 
watch and follow Dallas Cowboy football like I do, you know the oil in that engine is really Tony Romo because every touch that Murray gets is orchestrated by Tony Romo. Tony Romo is a key part of putting that game plan together. That game plan isn't handed to him. He helped put that game plan together. Tony Romo gets up to the line. He's got complete authority to do anything he wants when he gets up there. Even though Linehan is calling in, calling in the play, and if those of you who watch football know, they've got radios, and in 15 seconds, the radio gets cut off. So that last 15 seconds, the quarterback is in silence, and it's up to him to either stick with that play or adjust. And that's Romo right there at the line making the determination. When he goes back to pass and he's checking down to Murray, well, he's got Murray in the position for the check down. He's making the reads. And Whedon as the backup, and other backups that the Cowboys have had over the years since Troy Aikman, and many of the starters just can't do it. This is Tony Romo's team, and this team will go as Tony Romo goes. He's having statistically one of his best years ever, and, you know, if you watch some of his interviews, you understand why. Sure, it, it, I, I, I'm not an idiot. Having DeMarco Murray is a, is a luxury. To have a guy that you know is going to get you five yards. To have a guy that, you know, is the workhorse. No doubt about it. But if you don't have a passing threat, if you don't have a quarterback that can get that ball, scramble around when the pressure, when they're bringing nine at you to run blitz you, and now what are you going to do? Because if you don't have, you don't have Romo back there, then what? And we saw this when Whedon was there. We saw this in a bad game that Romo had against the Redskins. For some reason, that night, he wasn't on his game. And what happened to Murray? 19 carries, 79 yards. Romo is the catalyst. It all goes with Tony Romo. Murray is very, very important. I would even, I would even go as far as to agree with Jay, maybe a co-team MVP thing. I can, I can get there, but I cannot give it to Murray without Romo. We've seen Murray on this team without Romo. We've seen it. And he, he does, it's not the same. It's definitely it's, it's not the same team. And watch this game coming up against Philly because they, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, but, um, you know, Dallas had to play Philly at home with a short week. Philly had the same short week, but Romo had that back problem. And it, and, and it limited. And we found out later he didn't even take a pain-injecting shot. And no practice. So all of that, and he went into the Philly game, and, and, we're, and what, what was Murray able to do there? Romo was off his game. Could Murray carry that team? No, because Romo wasn't, he wasn't himself. He wasn't, he wasn't ready. He couldn't do it. Now Romo's going to be ready. He's got 10 days rest. He's healthy. We're going to see a different Romo. Murray could have a big game, but it's going to come from, trust me on this. So even though Chicago may have showed you that Murray's the MVP, Philadelphia should have shown you that Romo is really the MVP. Um, I think they actually kind of did the opposite. And the only reason why I say that is because they didn't control the game. Uh, they, they didn't get the ball to DeMarco Murray enough. And actually for the season, you know, DeMarco Murray is actually on pace for more attempts or for more touches than, than Tony Romo is uh, with passing attempts. So that's insane. And so Tony Romo is making audibles. I mean, I gotta give it to him. He's definitely checking his pride out every single time he does it because he's he's going with Murray a bit more than he's even going with himself. Um, and I guarantee you the way. And well, again, oh, because it's say, working. It later, because it's working. Of course, of course. And, and, and people can't stop it. But um, 
and you know, for when they play Philly, we'll get into it later. But I guarantee you, the theme of the game that the Cowboys are going to want to do is is control the clock through via Demarco Murray. Um, and that'll be the best way I feel that they have. Yeah, that, but uh, but, but and, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But but they're also going to want to score points because Philly's going to come out and, and like they do, they're going to hurry it up. And Dallas D isn't that great, so they're going to want to control the clock to a point. But they're going to want to attack Philly for some points. Trust me on this. You're going to see Murray, but you're also going to see Dez. You're going to see Witten, Escobar, Beasley. You're, you're going to see the ball getting aired out, you know, assuming the weather's okay as well. Trust me on that. But, but go ahead. We might as well keep going with your uh, bona fide or bona fronts because so far, you know, you're, you, you're, um, you're fronting. <laughs> well played. Uh, and last but not least, the Seattle Seahawks, officially back to form, they now – not only, and I didn't include this in there, but I think now the favorite to win the NFC, possibly even the Super Bowl, uh, two, it's a two-part special, bona fide, bona front. I'm going to take the first part of this question. I, I think they're the favorite to, to win the NFC now, bona fide. Um, well, the way that defense is playing, they actually have a chance to get home field advantage because they own the tiebreaker over Green Bay. And they're playing a team that we thought – uh, we'll give the prompts early on in the season in San Francisco. Well, they look like a shell of themselves from last season. Uh, they play Arizona again. Really? That's all they did to them last time. Um, as far as uh, a favorite, favorite to win the Super Bowl, uh, I think that's bona front. Um, for me, again, it's still New England as the favorite to win the Super Bowl um, for my money. But the Seahawks are absolutely back. It's bona fide. Um, NFC has been put on notice. It's what they've been put on watch. They're definitely the favorites. Okay, okay sir. Can I? Can I? Just because it's, 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 it's kind of a topic too. But can I alter? I'm going to ask you to. I'm going to ask if I can take the prerogative to alter this just a little bit. And here's the question I'd like us to focus on. I don't think. I don't think Jay and Dr. Tran are going to disagree. Seattle's back. I know. I mean, if anybody, we're football minds. Seattle's back. But let's ask the real question here, okay? The real question is, in both conferences, is it really everyone else looking up to Seattle, Green Bay, New England, Denver? Are those the four teams right now in control, one and two seeds respectively, depending on how things play out, and everybody else is fighting to try to, to, try to get to where they're at? Is that really the case? I'm going to say from where I'm sitting right now, as much as I'm a homer, as much as I love my Cowboys, I, I have to say that that is the way it is. That would be, for me, a bona fide statement, that those are the four teams. Those are your four horsemen of NFL teams right now, and everybody else is looking up at those four teams. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. And K-Star, why don't you, why don't you answer this uh, bona fide or bona front from Commissioner T? Let me just say that Audible absolutely was bona fide. I like to question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely correct. I think that's a bona fide statement. I mean, for me, it was very easy when I did my power rankings, at least for the top four, very easy. And that's because they right now seem like they're, you know, just to cut above everyone else on a different kind of tier. And, you know, upsets absolutely can happen. But um, the odds of one of these four teams winning the Super Bowl, for, for me, are pretty damn high. And, you know, the rest of the NFL right now is trying to play catch-up, trying to hopefully get on the hot streak. It's absolutely bona fide. Dr. Train. Uh, and I definitely agree with you guys. Talking to a co-worker, uh, I think, yesterday. 
about the fact that those are like the four teams, man, as far as AFC and, and NFC championship that I would just I would be giddy to see. You know what I'm saying? Shoot out between those teams and I don't care which which ones make it out of each conference, it's still gonna be an awesome Super Bowl. Mm. JB. Bonafide. Bonafide, okay. JB? Yeah, I'm going bonafide, too. When you look at the next level of teams out there, they they really can't touch uh, those four teams that we just mentioned. And, and I think everybody's already hit it on the head, uh, the reasons why that it's a bonafide statement. So I'm in full agreement. And, you know, I think the reason to really make that known to the to the fans out there by the way if anybody want to call in call in 347-838-9525-347-838-9525 um the madden voice commissioner t dr train k star and jb hosting up a fabulous show for you check us out tell a friend um but the, the reason two things that come to mind one is to me it makes the games interesting to watch knowing that those are the teams so now when i'm watching i'm thinking What's Green Bay doing? What's Seattle doing? Because those are the two teams right now that are in control of the one and two seeds, right? And, and obviously, same thing over in the AFC. But the other thing is, you're also looking at, like, in Arizona, who technically on paper still in uh, the number one seed, but you're watching them slip. You're, you're, you're just you're, – you're, even though I was complete – I think it was the only one I got wrong um, – that Kansas City was able to um, – um, or that they were able to beat Kansas City because I really thought Kansas City would beat them. Um, so they're they're still battling. They're sending probably you know pretty good defense. But but it, to me it makes it even more intriguing when you're watching games and you're trying to figure out what's going to happen over these next three weeks. You know we're we're looking at you know a Detroit still sitting there at nine and four, a Dallas and a Philly at nine and four. They're gonna they're gonna one of those are gonna lose this week. You've got Arizona at ten and three. In the AFC, you know you, you've got. Um, San Diego's trying to hang on. You got the Colts at nine and four. You got the whole AFC North, um, at least three teams with eight wins over there, trying to hang on. And so, what did it, you know? Where's it going to play out if, in fact, these two teams dominate like we think they're going to do down the stretch? So, it really makes it very interesting. And could a Dallas, a Philly, um, you know, a, 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 a Indianapolis, you know? Could they slide in there if one of these teams gets upset in the last three weeks, you know, and, and instead of going for 12 and four, 13 and three, maybe slip a game or two. Could another team slip in there and get a first round by more likely an NFC than the AFC, but still with three weeks to go, we just don't know. Really to me, it, it, it adds some intrigue to the game. So, um, um, all right. Um, we're going to, we're going to skip that last one case star. Cause who cares? <laughs> it's about the Browns. So, who cares? Um, let me ask. Um, <laughs> let me ask uh, Doctor Train. When I saw this, and by the way, good segment, K Star. You know, I, I have to admit that I really enjoy the Bonafide or segment. So you're not allowed to miss any more shows unless unless you're in a delivery room. Okay, that's the only way. Other than that, you, you know, and even then, <laughs> I'm gonna have. I'm gonna even then, I'm gonna have you patched in. I, I've got contacts all over the country. I'll find you, and I'm gonna get them a headset and. You know, why are you sitting up to saying, baby, it's okay, push, push. Okay, bona fide or bona front. Okay, that's, that's what we're going to do. But, um, <laughs> um, Speaking of which, definitely on, on baby the- watch. Definitely on baby watch this week. It could happen anytime. Well, that's great. That's great. And, um, you know, little, little, uh, do you know the sex yet? Yeah, it's a little girl. We've named her Madison Jade. Yep, we're really excited about her. 
I, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I, I thought I read on Facebook that it was that it was Teresa. That's what I thought. I, I thought it was Teresa. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. I that's what I thought I read. Teresa, you know, sh- short Terry, you know, Teresa. But anyway, um, <laughs> now what's the name again? Seriously, uh, Madison Jade. Madison Jade. Okay, nice name. Nice name. Well, we'll make sure that um, when when Mom delivers, that we do a special segment on uh, K Star's Firstborn, and we are on Baby Watch, everybody. Baby Watch. All right. Dr. Train, I'm curious. I don't know why. For some reason, I, I, you were the first one that came to mind, and I don't know why. But um, Jeff Fisher, <laughs> um, as, many, as many of you know, sent a statement to Washington this weekend. Um, well, sent a couple of statements. One is uh, we're going to spank that behind and beat them 24 to nothing. But even before they took the field to play, the coin flip, they sent out the six players that they got for the trade for the pick that led to RG3. And they sent those players out there. And um, then they proceeded to wipe up the Redskins 24 to nothing. Now, I've heard different people talk about it, and some people are saying that that was a, not a cool thing, that that was kind of a classless move, and that it might have been motivated with his friendship with Mike Shanahan, because Shanahan wasn't um, a fan of that of that trade, and he only did what he was told, but it wasn't something he wanted to do. And some people are calling that classless. Like that was really wasn't necessary. It was two years ago. You know, let it go. Um, Train. What are your thoughts on that move by uh, Jeff Fisher? Man, I thought it was the best form of trash talk. Trash talk I've ever seen from any coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was the greatest form it? of trash talk. Can you ever. dig it? Can you dig it? Look what you got. Now, look what we got. Who won? Now we about to go out and whoop you. <laughs> and did they? I don't care. I don't care who, what defense you are. I don't care how dominant your defense is or isn't. It is very difficult to hold a team to zero points in the NFL. Because your guys got to do it for 60 minutes. And... Your score is steadily going up, and their score is not going up. And they presented six players to them, and then they used six players to whip up on them. You got to love it, man. High five, Jeff Fisher. Does anybody feel differently? Do either of you guys disagree and thought that that just wasn't necessary? Um, Okay. I guess we're all in agreement. I was looking for somebody to step up and say, nah, man, that wasn't necessary. Um, yeah, uh, just a genius move. Just a genius move. Just, you know, and then to go out and whoop them 24 to nothing afterwards is just like, you know, it, it really shows. I'll I tell you, and then, I don't know if y'all heard this or not, but apparently the Redskins public relations people were not aware of this, and they put a snippet of the coin flip on the Redskins homepage. I think it's gone now, but it was there for a while. They weren't aware of, of this. So, I mean, it, it, it was traveling like wildfire, you know. Um, um, but I, I think it was brilliant. I just think it was brilliant. So, um, all right, let's move on then. We all agree that it was brilliant. Um, Raiders beat the 49ers. Can't believe I'm even saying this on this show. I think believe the final score was 24 to 13. Um, you know, we've been speculating for the last several weeks 
Uh, I have been one that has said uh, when I heard Jerry Rice on one of the network shows say that he he knows that the rumbling in the locker room is valid and that there is discontent, um, that it was valid because Jerry Rice is a San Francisco 49er legend. And if he's saying it, then I'm going to believe it. And it, it appears that that team is really crumbling now. I mean, to go and lose to the Raiders, um, it's just, I, I mean, it's, I, I almost feel bad, but it is what it is. So, JB, what do you think? I mean, is is this it for Harbaugh? Is he just all done? You know, it, it's not so much the fact that they lost to the Raiders. It's the fact that literally it's a home game for them. They play in the same stadium, so there, there's no excuse for that. And I said this even before Jerry Rice said it, that there's going to be some, some grumbling. This thing is far from over. And, yes, it, it, this is over. He needs to move on, and it's too bad because he is a terrific coach. He may have just outstayed his welcome, but you talk about taking a team to the NFC Conference Championship three straight times and one of those times going to the Super Bowl, he's done a great job as a coach. It's just too bad that his time has run out. Well, just just to be clear, they don't play in, a blip in the same stadium, though. Um, oh, they, they're close. One, one's in the OCO, yeah. and the other one's in, in, the, in, yeah, in the new stadium. They're, they're, they're practically in each other's backyard. Yeah, they're close. They're both Bay Area teams, but they do they definitely have their own stadiums. Um the 49ers is brand new. As a matter of fact, they got rid of Candlestick Park and built a new stadium. I believe last year was the first year they played in their new stadium and the Raiders have been playing in a black hole for a while, but um um yeah, you get so but yeah, it's it's close. They're both Bay Area teams and it, it is close. Um Trent, what do you think? What was your initial question again? I'm sorry. Is this it for Kaufman? Is he done? He says it's it for Kaufman? I mean Kaufman. Harbaugh. 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 Coach of the 49 um, Yes, unfortunately. Like I told you last week, man, I don't I don't, I don't even really understand it, um, frankly, because they just they had a team that seemed to be right there and right there for some years. My biggest uh, – Harbaugh's biggest fan right now, when I think about the 49ers, really needs to be Colin Kaepernick because Harbaugh drafted him and Harbaugh created a system for him to be successful in. And now it's a possibility of Harbaugh leaving. And will the next coach come along and be able to put Colin Kaepernick in a successful system? Yeah, if I was Colin Kaepernick, I'd be out there protesting to keep Harbaugh. Uh, K-Star. Yeah, um, it kind of looks like he's being pushed out of San Francisco. I mean, we heard about this even before the season began, uh, rumors of this being Harbaugh's last season. Uh, even them trying to, again, they claimed it was a rumor, uh, trade him. So uh, I, I believe there's absolute truth to it. Um, you saw the tweet by the owner saying that, you know, this is unacceptable for the San Francisco 49er Nation um, and that, you know, things will change. And, you know, I think it's going to be horrible. I don't think that it's, this is Harbaugh's fault. Um, they're, not even having a, they're not having an awful season. They're just having a disappointing season. There's really a difference. Harbaugh's a great coach, uh, but he, I, I think he's on his way out of there anyway uh, because of leadership issues. Yeah, I mean, let's just be clear. He's done. It's over. 
he's stuck. And it's just a matter of, you know, where he ends up. Will he end up in Oakland? There's rumors that he may go there. Uh, maybe the Jets, maybe the Giants. Um, but he's not. He, he will not be coaching for that team next year. And I think what that team is going to realize is how good of a coach that he really was. Uh, Kaepernick is a joke right now as a quarterback. He's a joke. Um, he's got a lot of talent, but his leadership has went from someone that I would have considered to be a decent leader to now just a piece of crap leader. Uh, his interview, are you kidding me? What is wrong with these kids? And, yeah, I can call him a kid because I could probably be his father. Um, seriously, you know, Kaepernick and Cam at times and some of these younger quarterbacks, really? You know, why don't you watch Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Tony Romo, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, some of the, the NFL elite and how they stand in front of the camera, win or lose, and, you know, with poise and, and you know, uh, um, command and, you know, uh, representing the franchise, rep- representing the team, representing the fan base properly with dignity. You know, it's this this – this stupid Bill Belichick imitation interview has got to go. Oh, we're just getting ready for the next team. Well, we're just getting ready for the next team. You know, or, or the other thing that they like to do, which I think was kind of uh, uh, initiated by Terrell Owens years ago. I just run the plays that were called. When T.O. was getting a bad rap, so he would go out there and interview. I just run the plays that are called. Well, how do you feel that you only had two catches? I just run the plays that are called. But don't you think you should have more targets? I just run the plays that are called. You know, really? Come on. You know, you guys got to be smarter than this. Hey, I don't like his leadership, and I think that team is, is going to have a huge fall. Um, and I, I really, you know, could use them to, to, to um, you know, help me out here in this playoff race. I mean, their record down the stretch, the teams that they're playing, they've got two division games, and they also have the Chargers. They've got Seattle, they've got the Chargers, and they've got Arizona. So I'd like that team Ooh. to be competitive. You know what I'm saying? I'd like them to be competitive and have some fight, but I don't know. I, I, I could see them losing all three of those games and finishing off the year seven and nine. So he's gone. Kaepernick uh, it really is showing a lack of leadership. The team's in trouble. And, and let me just say this. This is the San Francisco 49ers, five Super Bowl championships. You know, um, Steve Young, uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. This is legacy right here. This is – you know, a team that's got tradition. So someone needs to take the helm here and get this team back. You know, they they just were in two consecutive NFC championship games. So I don't get it. But they're going to realize what they lost. And I'm not saying it's wrong for for Harbaugh to be gone because I don't know what goes on day to day down there. We don't know. So we could say he's a good coach and why is he gone, but we don't know. Sometimes, you know, the Cowboys lost Jimmy Johnson years ago, right? So you, you just don't know. But I know that he's been productive, and he took a team that was led by Mike Singletary in the next year, um, took him to the playoffs, same team. So what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? So, anyway. As you can tell, I'm kind of a little irritated by that. Um, JB, what do you think about the Jets? Um, Coaching GM on the hot seat, is it possible that – the owner says it's really the GM's fault. Is it possible that Rex Ryan gets a reprieve for another year? No, the, the, Ryan's gone, the GM is gone, and, and as I stated earlier in the uh, season, 
the issue when we talked about Geno Smith, I said before, Geno's playing bad, granted, but it's bigger than even Geno. It goes back to the GM, and here it is coming to fruition now. I didn't like him then. I didn't. I don't like him now. He's got to go, and unfortunately, Rex got to go too. I think his time is, has come where they need to move on and get a fresh start. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask this this way instead of going to each of you. Does anybody disagree with that? Nope. Yes. Okay. Ah, oh, you disagree. But not totally disagree. Just take another angle. Rex Ryan gets fired and gets hired on as our defense coordinator. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm trying to get back um, in this, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I take um, him as our head coach right now. I, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right. Um, all right, we'll skip that topic. I don't really care about that right now. Um, let's move on to power rankings. Um, I think, you know, one of you guys really hit it on the head. I think it was K-Star that said, you know, I knew who my first four teams were. That was pretty easy. It was then the last one. And, you know, what's interesting is that really is how it was everywhere that I looked, ESPN, NFL.com, Bleacher Report, 24-7 Sports, which is a composite of four or five of the top um, websites, although none are these ones, these other ones. And everyone had, um, well, most of them had Seahawks at four. One of them had Broncos at four. Everyone else had Packers, number one, Patriots, number two. And then the fifth team is really, it's kind of been up in the air. Depending on who you ask, Cardinals, Colts, um, has kind of been the two teams fifth. And, you know, you can see Cardinals at 10 and three, um, Colts at um, nine and four. Um, you can see that. Um, you, could, you could see someone making a case for the Eagles, nine and four, Lions, nine and four, Cowboys, nine and four. You know, you kind of got a, a cluster of teams that you could make cases for as kind of that 15. But the top four are who they are. And um, so in the, for the Madden voice and our power rankings, and we were all uh, all very much on the same page. As a matter of fact, uh, me and K-Star had the five exactly the same. Um, so the fifth team would be the Arizona Cardinals with a um, surprising win, in my, in my opinion, over Kansas City this weekend. Uh, number four would be the Denver Broncos. Number three, uh, the surging Seattle Seahawks. Number two, um, the rather consistent uh, New England Patriots. And number one would be the um, Green Bay Packers. And right now, probably mm, playing the best in the NFL right now, Aaron Rodgers uh, and the Packers. So those would be our power ranking. What was that? Sorry, dude. Just digressing. You put me out of my fantasy league, man. Um, so. <laughs> Special segments and picks and all of that. Um, I wanted to take a minute. I, 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 and I, I couldn't. I didn't get the audio. Probably should have. It would have. It would have really made it. Uh, it really would have me even more. But um, you know, guys, we usually do three hours shows, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to really keep the show to two hours. I think two hours is enough time. You know, these guys are sacrificing this with their loved ones. Um, I don't have no life, so I'm just here. But uh, it's a long show, so I'm trying to keep the show around two hours. So cut some of the extra stuff in, and and uh, so I didn't I didn't get that clip. But um, today on first take, a Smith, and you know, normally I try to find something to take you know first take or one of the shows down. 
because it is propaganda for ratings. But today, you know, I, I had to applaud Stephen A. Smith. And uh, we, the, the topic really was um, LeBron James and Kylie Irvin and these guys. Um, and, and let me just pause for a minute on my story. It's being reported today that the owner of the Cavaliers has said no one on the Cavaliers is um, beyond being traded for the right offer. No one. That would include LeBron James. I just want to go on record and say that I said on this show when we talked about it briefly that LeBron should not go to Cleveland. And this is why, because he should not be that guy. The guy is who he is. He showed his true colors when you left and went to Miami. He sweet-talked you to get your back so he can sell some jerseys and put some butts in the seats. And now he's coming out and saying, well, no one is beyond being true. You shouldn't have left Miami. You should have stayed there. Or maybe you went somewhere else that would have appreciated you. Go home, try to do the right thing, and look at how it's being treated. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Okay, back to Stephen A. Smith. So we're talking about the guys wearing the I Can Breathe shirt and – um, you know, uh, making a statement, and Stephen A. said he he supported them. Didn't really like Commissioner Silver's response that he wishes the guys would stick to the um, wardrobe requirements of the NBA. And uh, and then he went to tell a story about being Harlem, and and he was saying how at least once a month, as he's driving around, he does a lot of driving with ESPN. Um, he gets pulled over because. He's an African-American, he scars, and he gets pulled over. And then he told a story about getting pulled over in Harlem. And he said, I do the same thing every time I get pulled over. I pull over, I put hands on the steering wheel. He said, oh, no, I rolled all the windows, and I put my hand on the steering wheel, and I asked, what are you pulling me over So this cop comes over, and he, what he normally does, and the cop said, put his hand on his gun, said to Stephen A., I don't want to hear your mouth. His fellow cop recognized Stephen A. and elbowed him and said, hey, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. And the cop said, yeah, have a good night. And let him. And Stephen A. said, now, the average African man doesn't have the ability to be Stephen A. Smith to be recognizable. So you can imagine what the potential is. And he went into a long dissertation about respecting authority and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I want to thank Stephen A. for putting that out there. I want to thank him in this era of the I can't breathe and the hands up and the things going on and many, many opinions. I have been inundated with discussions on Facebook about race and people not understanding the plight of people of color and what we routinely go through on a day-to-day basis. People that just don't get it, don't understand. And they want to tell me, a man, an African-American man, that I don't know what I'm talking about, that I'm, that, you know, it's not that bad and not living the life that I'm living. Now, here's a, a guy, I don't know what kind of money Stephen A. Smith makes, but I would imagine he's making pretty good money at ESPN. You know, I'd imagine that he's living pretty comfortably. He dresses well, articulate, he's intelligent. And before they know who he is, he gets harassed. This is what goes on. I'm not saying that what went on in Ferguson was wrong. I'm not saying that rioting and looting and, and all of that is okay. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I understand the frustration of a race that has been told time and time again that you're not good enough. 
that you don't measure up, that you don't matter. And then when it's manifested through some things we're seeing in the media, we get frustrated. Here it is again. And sometimes when you don't have the education, the articulation with it intelligently, then you go and deal with other ways. And it's wrong. Not condoning it, but I understand the frustration. And for Stephen A. Smith to kind of really, really intelligently put that out there as a man of means, as a man who can get out of this by just saying, hey, I'm Stephen A. Smith. They're not going to take him out and beat him outside. It's not going to happen. They're going to let him go. But for him to make that a spotlight, and it really turns into the topic of, the, of that. If you guys, if you, if you missed it today, that it was very, very enlightening. I mean everybody. I don't mean just people of color. I mean everybody should watch that and get a lesson from Stephen A. Smith. This is one time that I have to, I have to not give him a hard time. I actually have to applaud Stephen A. Smith for making that front and center, his own personal story of what people of color go through in this country. Let me also give him a... Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? All right. Let's move on. Oh, wait a minute. Check this out. song by a um, group called Living Color, but it's also the theme song of CM Punk, a.k.a. Phil Brooks, former WWE superstar. Well, he's now joining the UFC. Um, I am looking forward to seeing that because I think he's going to get his ass kicked. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> let's go to our individual rants, and um, let's, go, let's start with Dr. Train. Dr. Train, my philosophy. You're on. Hmm. So today, and won't be long-winded at all. Third part of the show, next one, five, one, five. Um, <laughs> Dr. Train's philosophy is about no playoffs. Now what? Now, I'm going to talk about my team, but actually it goes to everyone's team. So, so what, do you, what do you do now? Uh, what are you playing for now? Uh, what's the point? Why give it all in practice? I mean, what do you do from here? Especially when your team has very high expectations like the Bears. Uh, uh, I think even the Giants have some pretty high expectations. Uh, even the Jets. Um, and there are a couple others, but what is what is your team do now? Well, I'll give you the simplest answer. You need to freaking play for your fans. All right? We got three weeks left to see you play. Three weeks, and then we got to choose a playoff team to roll with for the remainder of the season. You need to give us something to look at. All right? Jay Cully, you need to earn your money without Brandon Marshall being on the field. You just, you just need to play. 
Derek Carr, you need to show the Raiders that you are the quarterback of the future and continue to go out and play at another level that they haven't seen. Odell Beckham, just just keep making the one-handed three-finger catches. Keep doing it. Give the fans something to watch as they turn on the TV and and play spoilers. Don't be sitting at home alone on your couch from January to here alone with your fans. Bring another team with you. You can do that with three games left. And that's all I got to say. Just give us some football to watch that we can enjoy and say, hey, you see what my team did? You sit at home, but they're joining us. The only thing I'll add to that, Dr. Train, is, you know, when you're making three, four, five, six million dollars a year and you're not injured, you're supposed to play football. And because your season may be over, you still have three games to play. There's an integrity to that. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Keep playing. <laughs> keep playing. Some of y'all will be auditioning for new teams next year. <laughs> so, keep playing. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Hey, Star, did you, you didn't send one. Did you have a rant or are you good? No, I think I'm good. All right. JB? Actually, I do have one rant. I'll make it real quick. It goes back to the the uh, game Sunday night with the uh, the Patriots and the Chargers. It was the play that Brandon Browner made going across the middle, hitting the uh, tight end from the Chargers, and they called that blow to the helmet, gave him 15 yards for it. When instant replay clearly showed he was leading with the shoulder, and it was a shoulder pad. Uh, upper chest, uh, lower shoulder area, if you will. And now I can understand the frustration that defensive players have nowadays. You can't hit them high because if the offensive player crouches down, you hit him in the head, you get flat 15. You can't hit them low because then you blow out a knee, you get 15 yards. Now that's a penalty. The only way you can seemingly hit a person without getting a penalty is if they're standing straight up like a tackle dummy, and then you give them a nice clean form tackle. But I'm sure somewhere along the line they're going to call a penalty on that too. So just to wrap up, if Brandon Brown is upset about it, I'm completely in his court for that. I was upset watching it. And I don't have any skin in that game. I don't have a dog in the hunt. I just wanted to see a good football game. That was a good, clean hit. Should have never been flagged for it. Okay. Um, I don't my, think my, Yeah, my, my, problem, my problem with uh, referees in those instances is that they're looking at the players at the jerk of the player's body during the hit instead of focusing on the contact of the hit. And then they just throw their flag. I mean, it's just, it's, if it's a violent jerk, then it must have been an illegal hit. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it, it is, I think the competition committee is going to take a second look at some of these calls and some of these rules, and we're going to see some modifications. You've got to give the defense, particularly the defensive backs, um, something to work with when they're out there covering. And it's just lopsided uh, for the receivers at this point. Um, You know, and, and, and unless you're, you know, you have like a Seattle where you have these elite guys, you, you know, Everyone doesn't have that, so you got to give them something, you know. Um, so I, I think we'll see some adjustments. I, I, I agree. That was a, that was a horrible call. That was a horrible call. Um, 
So, um, you know, when we look at, and, and I do want to, before we do pick-ems and stuff, I do want to take a quick look at playoffs and games remaining, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, you know, I feel like, I feel like every year that I do the show, right around this time of the year, I'm in the same predicament. You know, Dallas is usually sitting at, I don't know, seven and five, seven and six, or whatever they've been at. I mean, they haven't been at nine and four in, in a while. So this is a little unusual where they're guaranteed a winning season with three games to go. We haven't seen that since, uh, I don't know, 07, 08 sometime. Um, haven't seen it under Jason Garrett at all. Um and, you know, I, 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 I've been with this team for a very long time. And, you know, I remember Tom Landry coaching. And, you know, this is a guy who, you know, 20 years making it to the playoffs every year, 20 years. It's just, it's just unheard of. It's, just, it's a record that it'll be hard to beat. I mean, even the Patriots can't say that. Even the Patriots can't say that under Belichick. Um, I remember the glory years with Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer coming in on his coattails and Troy and the triplets and, you know, a team that won three out of four um, probably could have won four or even five with the team that they had assembled. Um, You know, if Jimmy had stayed in and, you know, salary cap became something they had to deal with in 94, but, you know, the the talent was there. Um, And I struggled with this team through the 90s and through the first part of before Romo became quarterback when they were going out and getting pitchers and making these pitchers their quarterback, Chad Hutchinson and Drew Henson and Quincy Carter and then a whole bunch of journeymen that came through. Drew Bledsoe was one, but, you know, at least he played in the Super Bowl. But, you know, Vinny Testaverde and Rob Johnson and, um, I mean, you know, I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but all of these quarterbacks coming through and and, uh, after Emmitt Smith, you know, had uh, Troy Hambrick and – um, uh, Marion Barber and Julius Jones, you know, um, it, it, I, I've seen it. I've seen these guys come in and the team just suffer. And here we are once again in a position where you control your own destiny. For the last three years, it's been that way where Dallas controlled its destiny to get into play. And for the last three years, they failed. And here we are in. You win, you're in. You win these last three games at the home against the Colts and then at the Redskins. You're in. You win the division, and you're guaranteed a home game and possibly could be in contention for a first-round bye. Not sure if that'll power or not, but it's possible. So what's going to happen, guys? You know, um, I guess this is a rant and a pelk all in, all in one. Is this the year? Does this, is it finally going to be the year to get over the hump? Is finally going to be the year you can say we took control of our own destiny? We did what we had to do. Yet, 12 day stretch of three games, we all said, all the fans and pundits said, Dallas needed to win two out of those three. What did you do? You won two out. Now you've got three games, back to regular schedule. You see, as you've been in a long time, you're undefeated on which no team can claim. As a matter of fact, all the other teams, at least two losses, you're 6-0 and on the road, and two of your next three are on the road. Romo is, is about as healthy as he's going to be. 
Murray is healthy. Dez is healthy. The complete offensive line is healthy. You're getting back players on defense. You know, we know Mo Claiborne is out. We know that Sean is out. We know that there's some guys that are just out. Justin Durant is out this season, IR. But you're as healthy and as rested as, as any team can be going into this three-game stretch. What are you going to do, Dallas? Am I going to be sitting here after week team cursing up a storm? Mad that we lost to the Redskins and, and once again not making it to the playoffs? Or is this the year that you take us to the playoffs and give us something to hope for? Just dreaming about maybe if we go up against Seattle and we beat them once, maybe we beat them again. I don't know. You know, are we are we debating? Can you let me have the thrill of arguing with Kara about how well Dallas will do while his Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting home once again? Can you bring that? Dallas, I'm here. Whoa. I'm watching. Yeah, yeah, it was a jab. No, it wasn't a jab. It was a blow. <laughs> um, but Dallas, you, 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 it's in hands. It's in your hands. Now it's time to go play some football. It's time to go play some football. This is what it's all about. As Bill Parcells says, this is why you lift all them weights. This is why you do all that, all them practices. This is why this is it. All of the goals and everything that you talk about when you get in the training camp in, in July, and here it is December, here it is. Can you do it, Dallas? And that's all I have to say about that. All right, let's take a minute, and um, I, I really want to take a minute and look at the uh, AFC North. I want to I look at K-Star's division, um, and let me just set the stage real quick. Um, right now, the Bengals are at 8-4-1, and one, and they have a half-game lead over the Steelers. And the Steelers and the Ravens are both at 8-5, and five, and the Browns have slipped back to 7-6 and six with their loss. Uh, still very much in the picture, but one game behind the Steelers and the Ravens, a game and a half behind the Bengals. Um, and as we said weeks ago, that half game, um, you know, it's really starting to look very, very um, uh, relevant. Um, the Bengals um, do not have an easy road at the Browns home against Denver, and then at Steelers. The Steelers might have a little bit of an easier road, um, but not much easier. At the Falcons, we saw how they came back against Green Bay, um, so there is still some, some football left in them, and they're, they're right now a playoff team. And then home against the Chiefs and the Bengals. Um, Ravens get to play the Jags, and then they're at the Texans, and then they're home against the Browns. So with that being said, um, let's leave K-Star for last because we know what we're going to hear. But Train, who do you think is going to win this division? Oh, man. Um, stick by my team, man. Stick with the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Why? Um, He said, "Why? Why? Why? Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. I, I just, I, I, you know, I still think they're just, just a better all-around team. Very fast. So, and right now, it's a, it's a, it would have been a close, close race, and no one is truly separating themselves. I'll have to just pick the Bengals. Okay, JB." 
time we, we had this discussion, I picked the Ravens, and I'm going to stick with the Ravens. And I said before, this team has grit to them, and I'm still sticking with that. They find a way to get it done, and I think they'll still be able to pull this out. I agree with JB. I agreed with him the first time he said it. Um, and I agree with him now, although I don't discount. I, I just can't get behind the Bengals because they just can't seem to ever get it done. No playoff victories under Marvin Lewis. So I have a hard time with that when there's teams, two teams in that division that have won fairly recent Super Bowls. Super Bowls. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, I can't get behind the Bengals. Um, um, I got to go with the Ravens. And, and for me, it's really looking at the schedules because the Steelers have three games that they could win and lose. You know, the Falcons aren't going to roll over. They're trying to win their division, and it's in Atlanta. They tend to play better at home. And then the Steelers, fortunately for them, get to go home and play the Chiefs, which is no easy game, and then um, play the Bengals again, which, who is the team they just beat. But, you know, they get, they get to play them again. And who knows, that game could be for the division by then. We don't know, but, um, you know, these are not three easy games. I mean, there's no easy games in football, but when you look at the Ravens' schedule, they got the Jaguars um, at home. So, you know, unless they just implode, they'll beat the Jaguars. Then they go on the road and play the Texans. That'll be, be a tough game. It'll be a tough game, but it's a winnable game. And then they come yeah, back home and play the Browns. Another game that will be tough, but it's winnable. I mean, the Ravens could win out and be at 11-5. and five. Uh, Of the three teams, I see that their chance of doing that higher than the Steelers and higher than the Bengals. Um, hey, Star, why will the Steelers win the division? Uh, first of all, I want to say that if I were to pick a team aside from Pittsburgh, it certainly would be Baltimore. It wouldn't be Cincinnati because, uh, as you said, that schedule is much better. Um, and I just can't point to one thing that Bengals really do well. I can with the Ravens, and that's run the ball and get after the quarterback. Um, but as far as the Steelers go, uh, you know, they control their own destiny. And another team can say that within that, within that vision. Uh, I mean, I guess you can say the same thing for Cincy, of course, but – you know, what the Steelers just did to them at Cincy, I feel like the the percentages play are more in the uh, Steelers' favor than, again, with Cincy because it's now in, in Pittsburgh. And we saw what Pittsburgh just did to them. They couldn't stop them whatsoever. Um, you know, at Atlanta, that's going to be a tough game. I agree. Uh, the good news for Steelers, uh, but not for fantasy owners, is that Julio Jones probably will be out for this game. Um, and you have a really Chiefs team that's lost three in a row, and it's looking like it's going to set up for the showdown against Cincinnati, but what I will say is I do think that uh, the Steelers and Ravens both get in the playoffs, um, and I think the Steelers just edge them out by winning these next three. I'll be lying if I would say, though, if, if I were to sit here and act like I'm not uh, concerned because the Steelers haven't been consistent all season, consistently great. Just the offense has been consistent. But the, 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 I mean, I guess the defense has been consistent, but unfortunately the other way around, uh, it's been consistently bad. So, We'll see. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at one other division, and we'll get to our picks. Um, NFC East uh, showdown is coming up, and we'll talk about that game. But we've got Dallas at nine and four, and Philly at nine and four. Right now, Philly uh, is leading the division, um, better division record, and also they beat Dallas, so um, they are leading the division. Um, with that said, um, Doctor Train, who wins the NFC East? 
man. Um, I'm I'm looking for Dallas to have a bounce back game. I, I still can't just give them. Uh, I still just don't have all that faith in Edmond Sanchez. You know, that's just like the one question mark for the Eagles for me. Even though they played well against you guys last time, I'm looking for for Dallas to have a bounce back game. And then went out and get that division. Okay. Uh, JB? They beat Philly. They win the division. So I'm going with them winning the division. Plus, they're on the road last two of the three games of the season, and they're undefeated on the road, too. Okay. K-Star. Okay. Like, I don't know who you're going to pick to win the division. I don't really either. <laughs> it's tough. Um I picked Philly before the season began, but it's hard to be confident in Mark Sanchez, honestly. It really is, especially with off the game that, uh, you know, he's played against Seattle. We expected him to play bad, but 90 yards bad in the Chip Kelly offense, it's, it's downright blasphemous. Um, and he's a streaky quarterback anyway, historically. I mean, he's a guy that gets really down on himself um, because I, it's sneak preview. I, I think Dallas is going to beat Philly this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and, and say Dallas. Oh, my God. Okay, now, now y'all just all jinxed my Cowboys. It's over. Season's over. <laughs> First play of the game, Romo's out for the year. Um, you know, I I actually am nervous about the game in Philly, but I'm less nervous after watching Seattle lay the blue the blueprint. Now I'm not I'm not delusional to think that Dallas has the defense that Seattle has. That Dallas has those athletes that Seattle has. But someone showed you the scheme on how to deal with Philly's high-powered, hurry-up, you know, ball control, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing offense. Um, Seattle was right there and and didn't bend, you know. And so the blueprint, clearly they gave everyone a blueprint on what to do. Now, you got to modify it to the talent on your team, but there are some things that Dallas can take away. Um, And Dallas is a good road team. And – you know Mark Sanchez is going to give you two chances. And what do you do with those two chances? You know, do do people really want Mark Sanchez? You know, there's, there's already rumblings about Foles and, you know, if the bonus heals, could he possibly play and all of that. I don't think he's going to play Sunday, to be honest with you. I, I just don't. But it just shows that, you know, it's almost like you've, you've gotten pretty much what I said earlier about Manziel and Hoyer. Like Hoyer's, you kind of got your ceiling with Hoyer. You kind of know what you're going to get. But there's a little excitement to see what Manziel could bring. Well, you, you, you kind of know what, you know, Sanchez is going to do. He's already done what he's going to do. He's not, he's not going to play any better than he played the last game against Dallas. That's as good as he can play. That's it, which was pretty good. But we also just saw him stink it up. So I, I really think that Dallas is going to be 10 days between games. Um, they beat Philly in Philly last year with Foles, um, a year that Foles, 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. And one of those losses was to Dallas, 17 to three. So they do have a blueprint of their very own um, to beat um, Philly. Um, I, I just feel this year is going to be a little bit different. I do. So I got to go with Dallas. Of course, I'm a homer, but I got to go with Dallas anyway. All right, Train. Do you have? You want to do the pickums? You want me to do it? I don't know if you're home or driving. You can yeah, yeah. I am here to do the pickums. Uh, last week, man, you know, I get, didn't get a chance to write write them down and. Um, I don't think what I sent in was correct, but T between the Chiefs and Cardinals, you said you picked the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure I did. I I probably got to go back and uh, um, 
I probably got to go back and listen to the tape. I, you got me at five and one. I thought that was the one I missed. No, that's not the one um, you missed. You took the Cardinals reluctantly because I also took the Cardinals reluctantly. Okay, okay. that's and what I thought. You wanted something, so no. We both took the Cardinals in that one. The one that we missed, and I think we both, T and I, missed this one, was the Steelers and the Bengals. The Steelers, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought. So, right, yeah, then. you were 5 and 1. Okay. All right, and I had to correct K Star because he was actually 5 and 1 because he, he only missed the Ravens Dolphins. Okay, watch out for that shady train. Sorry, man. That's okay. <laughs> you you forgiven. You you blind right now with all the love you got going on. You forgive me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. So with that said, the the week last week's result was me. Y'all gotta just send me a text message uh, every Sunday and say train whatever you got. Stick with it. Um, Hell no. Changing two of my picks. Dumbass picks. <laughs> so go. So I uh, so I fell at three and three. Then the rest of you guys came in all tied last week at five and one. So at overall, and he still leaves me on the bottom at forty-seven and thirty-six. Next up is little bit brother Jay at fifty and thirty-three, and then T at fifty-three and thirty. And K star at fifty five and what is this? Fifty five and twenty eight, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get you, K star. We got three. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to jinx myself or anything. I just wanna stay quiet if, if hopefully I uh, win this out at the end of the season. Still wanna get our other and our other pick them that a lot of a lot of uh, I think K Star I think you stopped picking but we still got about a dozen people picking. I am tied for first place with uh, Pimmer, actually. Um, oh, you tied? Oh, y'all overtook Nails, man, because he was up there for a while. Yeah, yeah, he was up right up there. Um, but this last, he didn't have a good week this last week, so he dropped a little bit. So it's me and me and Pimmer now in first place, tied. So wow, nice. Yeah, buddy. So, all right, let's get to the pickums. Let's get to these games, and uh, all six are playoff relevant. Six good games. Um, let's start off with K Stars Steelers. <laughs> kind of already talked about this a little bit, but K Star Steelers um, at the Julio Jones list uh, Falcons. Um, Dr. Train, who you got? Falcons are at home where they're fairly tough at home. Uh, who you got? Sorry, right, man. No Julio, no win. Steelers. Yeah. JB? Yeah, same thing. Um, the Steelers, plus uh, it's not a divisional game, so got to go to Steelers. Yeah, I really thought I was hoping Julio would be able to play because of Julio, whatever he goes by, but um, – um, I think if he was going to play, I think it, it that's going to be that's going to be a pretty good game. Um, I don't know what they're going to do now without him. I know they got Roddy White, they got Harry Douglas, and but I don't know. Yeah, they're not yeah. Julio, man. No, nah, it's not Julio. Julio, Julio, Julio's elite. Um, Roddy 
credit's a nice compliment, though. I gotta give him credit. He's a nice compliment, but he's not. He's not Julio, though. He's he's just he's just not. So yeah, case okay, I don't even think you gotta talk us into it. I think it's it's a sweep. Um, your Steelers, yep. um, you know, stay stay in contention to try to win that division. So um, um, we all go with the Steelers over the Falcons. Um, so let's go to case on this first one. The Dolphins. Uh, did, did the Dolphins? I meant to look this up, and I apologize. Did they beat the Patriots earlier this year? They did, week one. Actually, they slapped the Patriots. They, they beat them by right. about two touchdowns. Okay. Man, what a difference uh, 12 weeks make, huh? Um, so the Dolphins yeah. go to Foxborough to play the Patriots. K-Star, what do you think? Um, yeah, the, because the Dolphins beat them so badly, they're now going to be destroyed by the Patriots because – you know, I mean, it's kind of funny how Bill Belichick, when they play the same team twice, and then you know, the year if they ever lose to the team, they usually come back and mollywop them. I expect that to happen at New England. Well, Garrett Blunt is going to run all over the, the Dolphins, and you know, that offense, that defense, they're going to have a nice little field day against the Dolphins. I like New England. Okay, Doctor Train. Uh, Patriots. Yeah, unanimous Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. All right. Um, this one might be a little tougher. Uh, Bengals just had a tough loss to the Steelers at the Browns, which is not an easy place to play. And Johnny Football gets the start. Let's go to K-Star, his division. Who you got? I want to go with the Browns. I think, if anything, we won't know much about Johnny uh, Football's long-term prospects after this game. But I do think that you know, Johnny Football will catch the Bengals by surprise. Uh, you know, it's the first game, not a whole lot of film on him. Um, their offense will surely have some few wrinkles and definitely have some life in it because it's surely been dead the past uh, month. And um, that defense, I mean, they forced a couple of turnovers and pick sixes and all those kind of things in Andrew Luck. What do you think they're going to do against Andy Dalton? I like Cleveland. Okay. JB? Yeah, I'm going with Cleveland, too. And in K-Star, you hit it on the head. They don't have enough film on Johnny Football to really know what's going to happen for a full game. They've only seen a small snippet. Plus that Browns defense, they are playing pretty lights out. I was impressed with what they did with uh, the Colts, even though they lost the game. So I like the Browns also. Okay. Dr. Train. Uh, I'm going to trust uh, Marvin Lewis to find a way to to contain that nickel. (laughs) (laughs) The <laughs> <laughs> low coach trash talk. You got to love it. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. Well, uh, you stole a little bit of my thunder. I actually go in the other direction. <laughs> I think that I think that midget's going to run all over him, and he's going to regret, even though he apologized for that. I think he's going to regret because he, when he said it, the midget wasn't named the starter yet. Um, and, and it's been pointed out that that midget's the same height as Russell Wilson, uh, current. Super Bowl champion. So uh, be careful what you get for Marvin Lewis, who has never won a playoff game. Um, this midget may keep you off from making the playoffs. I'm going with the Browns, too. I'm just – I'm not – let me get me – don't get me wrong. I am not a Johnny football fan. I want to see what he does in the pros. I'm one, one that – I'm a football fan. He's a great football player in college, Heisman Trophy winner, and they draft him in the first round for something. I want to see what he's got. And this is yeah. about as big of a game as they're going to get. So I think I think he's going to – I think he's the kind of player, in my opinion, 
he is made for the big stage. This is what he this is what he wants. Put me out there, coach. You know, he's he's one of the guys. Put me out there, coach. <laughs> so I'm going with the Browns too on this one. Um another game that I think sneakingly is gonna be tough to call. The Broncos at ten and three, trying to keep that number two seed alive. Um, at the Chargers, who's trying to get in through a wild card. Um, let's go back to K Star. Big Peyton Manning fan over there. Broncos ten and three at the Chargers, eight and five. Who you got? Uh, I like Denver. You know, CJ Anderson has done a lot for that team as far as what they can do on offense. I know Peyton Manning didn't play well, but that's because Buffalo Bills defense is pretty damn good. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, uh, Denver can adjust more offensively. And um, listen, the Chargers, bless their hearts, they're, they're a solid team. They're, uh, they fight hard, but I just don't think they have the main power to, uh, from a talent standpoint, to keep up with Denver. I like Denver to get the job done. JB. I like the Broncos also. I think Peyton's going to bounce back. And, and just the fact that they were able to win with, with Peyton having – uh, no touchdowns thrown, a couple picks, uh, and they still managed to win the game because of that running game they have. I feel good about them all, so I'm going with the Broncos. Dr. Train. Now we have uh, one of my um, coworkers has a sign in his office that says there's a demotivator that shows a guy on a motorcycle leaning all the way down on a turn pretty much like an inch from the ground, so pretty much he's, he's about to crash. And under the sign, it says um, uh, commitment, knowing you're screwed and too stubborn to change. So, yeah, I've already screwed up my season. I'm going with the Chargers. Why not? All right. Well, you know what? I'm going with the Chargers, too. This, this, what? I'm going to tell you why. Something's not going to go according to plan here. There's going to be a monkey wrench. There's going to be an upset. Something, this is the NFL, gentlemen. Something always happens unexpectedly. You know, it's a, it's the a Raiders, divisional game. So, yeah. It's a divisional game. The Raiders just lose to, the, to uh, just beat the 49ers, right? We're watching the Cardinals a few weeks ago that were, you know, a shoo-in for a number one seed. Now, all of a sudden, not so, not so much. The Seahawks a few weeks ago were like, what happened? How come they're not that good, right? Lost to the Rams, right? And now look look unbeatable. This is the NFL. And I something just tells me this is a game that Phillip Rivers, it, it, this is this guy, I've never been a Phillip Rivers fan. But there's something about his competitiveness that I have to respect. Guy doesn't like to lose. He doesn't get... You know, he's in the San Diego market. He doesn't get quite the national press that superstar Peyton Manning gets because he's a superstar. Brady gets and some of these other guys. Romo gets because he's a Cowboy fan. He's got, but I just – I, look, I, I just – train, I'm with you. Chargers in an upset at home. They're going to beat the Broncos right. this weekend. They're going to beat the Broncos this weekend. All right. Um, let's see if anybody calls. This, let's see. And, and let me just set the stage for this game. Okay, got the Niners at seven and six at the Seahawks. Okay, so there's absolutely no reason why anyone should be picking the Niners, right? And this is what Bill Parcells would call a trap game. And when Bill Parcells was the head coach, 
he would go and hang, I don't know if he actually did it or he had his staff do it, but they would hang mouse traps in the locker room. And players would come in like, what's that? And he would say, we're about to play a trap game. Trap game is a game that on paper, there's no reason why you should lose. And he doesn't want his teams going in overconfident. You know, you need to recognize that you could lose this game. This is a game that is a trap game. And in Seattle, as good as they're playing, is as bad as San Francisco is playing. And a few weeks ago, we were dying to see this game. Now we're sitting there saying, yeah, okay, this ain't even going to be close. So this is a trap game. That said, I'll go first. I'm still picking the Seahawks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Train? Functional versus dysfunctional. Go Seahawks. JB? Yeah, Seahawks also, but this is still going to be worth watching. Hey, Star. Yep, going with the Legion of Boom. About to finish off Colin Kaepernick and the Niners. Might be a bloodbath on uh, on that field Sunday. I'll be a funeral for the Jim Harbaugh led Niners, honestly. Mm. All right. And last but not least, Sunday night. Um, the Cowboys playing their is it fourth in a row nationally televised game, where they're the only game that will be on at this time. Sunday night, Thursday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night. So, yeah, this is four in a row. Actually televised game where they're the only game on um, while they're playing. So, a lot of focus on on this game. And uh, Dallas at Philly. Um, I think you guys kind of all earlier picked Dallas to be Philly, but let me just hear it one more time because it's kind of music to my ears. Um, Of course, I'm going to go with the Cowboys to – win in Philadelphia. Uh, Dr. Train? Uh, I like the Gary Jones to make my pick. What was that? I like the Jerry Jones to make my pick. Not Jerry like Jones. Jerry to, uh, yeah, Jerry Jones. Yeah, to make my pick. To make your pick? Yes. Okay. And how, how do we make Jerry, how do we have Jerry Jones make your pick? <laughs> Come on, man. Is that is that Play your way of saying Huh? Play the audio. Oh, 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 oh you want you oh, want, come the, on, want the rap? You want the rap? <laughs> no, I don't want the rap. I just want no. When I'm at Cowboys Stadium or sitting at home, I hear Papa John's pizza for Jerry Jones. Yo, it lights me up like a Roman candle with toppings and flavor almost too good to handle. Cowboys five stars, what I get like a Papa John Pepsi. Double crest. Get a Papa John's large with up to five toppings and a two-liter Pepsi. People are swallowing. Because there's no better value. Y'all catch my ride. Cowboys five-star combo for ten ninety-nine. What, what you meant to say was Jimmy Johnson. That's why you had me confused. Oh, okay. I keep getting this stuff. It just it sounds like Jimmy you keep that Jimmy Johnson. Okay. That's Jimmy Johnson. Here you go. How about Jim Cowboy? There you go. That's that's Yeah, that's it. In case everybody missed that. How oh. about Jim Cowboy? <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, JB. You can hit that tape one more time. <laughs> How about Jim Cowboy?
case though. Nice. I like that one a lot more than the other. Uh, I had okay. the Cowboys as well. Had the Cowboys as well. Got a there in the key, though. <laughs> uh, unanimous, the Cowboys. Wow. I never thought off. Oh, I I could have sworn, man. I, if I I would have lost a lot of money because I would have bet at least K Star would have picked the Eagles at home to beat the Cowboys. Um, so, wow. I just um, see the sweep being unlikely. They're not like Philadelphia is not much better, or really, it, it's debatable who's better. So when a teams are that close, like it's just I just don't see how they would sweep them. Honestly, especially with Sanchez. Hurt. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and, and and I think you're right. Sweeping a team in the division is hard. Um, Dallas plays very well on the road. Sanchez is, I mean, he's going to give that defense two opportunities, whether it's a fumble or whether it's a bad pass or something, and, and to see if they capitalize on it. And, um, you know, Seattle gave them the blueprint. They gave it to them. Here you go, Dallas. This is for you. You want to beat this team? Let us show you how to done. L-O-B, boom. You know what I mean? Defensive line, we got you. You know what I mean? We're going to show you all how to beat this team. Um, of course, if we see all in the playoffs, we're going to do the same thing to you too, but we'll worry about that later. Here's how you beat this team. And so, you know, and, 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 and my last comment, Jerry, uh, Jerry Joe, uh, Jason Garrett, when, when he did his press conference yesterday, they said to him, um, did you watch the Philly-Seattle uh, game? And he looked and he says, all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just something about when he said that, all of it. You know, like, you know, a lot of times, oh, no, I didn't watch the game or, you know, I was too busy. You know, no, he said all of it. Like, yeah, yep, I saw what they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's just see if Dallas can do it. They don't have the same athletes on defense, but let's see if they can do it. So, all right. Um, that's all oh, we got. Real quick, by the way, I think yeah. we're, you know what, I'm uncomfortable too. I think we might be with both the jinx because it just says you are surprised that everyone picked the Cowboys. This is absolutely the first time everyone picked the Steelers to win. So this must mean that Tuesday night's going to be a pretty terrible for both of us as both of our teams probably lose now. Uh, thanks to the rest of these these guys over here picking picking our teams. Yeah, I you know I, I, you know and 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 heaven forbid that we both get into the playoffs uh, for the first time since we've been doing the Madden Voice, the Cowboys and the Steelers both make the playoffs, and me and K Star can have dreams about. Um, being in the Super Bowl for um, what would that be? The fourth time, if, yeah, if I yeah. remember, served. It would be the fourth, the fourth time. time. Obviously, that's you know, that, that, it's just discussion right now. But man, oh man, it, 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 don't don't let both teams make it to the playoffs, boy. Oh boy, you guys. Uh, well, JB's a Cowboy fan. He won't care. But the train might. Maybe that'll be when Train gets married or something. Like, guys, I'm getting married. I can't do the show. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. Anywho, um, that's all we got this week. Uh, final words, uh, JB, final thoughts, final words? Um, one real quick, just a diagnosis on Eric Berry. Um, uh, much love to him, speed of recovery, and I uh, hope to see him back on the field real soon. But obviously get well first before you even think about football. All right, good one. Uh, K-Star, any final words? No, just that uh, looking forward to football this weekend and um, good chance that I might miss some football. Well, that would be unfortunate uh, in this situation. It would not be because my daughter would be born. So definitely interesting weekend ahead, uh, both in real life and, and football world. So it should be fun. We, will. we are on Baby Watch here on the Madden Voice. That's right. That's right. Baby Watch, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Train, any final words? 
Well, um, uh, ditto on what the um, big brother Jay said about Cam Newton. Uh, get back, uh, but definitely get well. Um, barring everything goes successful, I will not be with you guys next week. <laughs> okay. Go enjoy the show for me. Um, Did you uh, say you won't be with us next week? I won't be with you guys next week. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, other than that, I just look forward to possibly beating up on the Saints. Okay. All right. All right. Um, you know, echo uh, Eric Berry. Um, hope Cam Newton, you know, um, is going to be okay. It sounds like he's got the Tony Romo injury, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and Miles Austin um, took a pretty good lick and uh, had uh, something with his kidney. And a former Dallas Cowboy, um, absolutely nothing but love for Miles Austin. You know, was uh, was uh, uh, played for Cowboys for a number of years and was just a, a pleasure to have on the team. You know, he lost some steps down the stretch and was happy he got another opportunity with uh, with Cleveland. Um, you know, you, that's what you want to see. If, if a guy leaves, he leaves the right way. Um, you know, De- DeMarcus Ware, same kind of situation. You know, no hard feelings. You know, not kind of like, like Jay Ratliff and, 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 uh, or Jeremiah Ratliff and uh, Jason Hatcher and some of these guys left running their miles and stuff. These guys left the right way, so... Miles actually spent four or five days in the hospital, so I think he might have been released today. Um, his season's done, and uh, I just hope that he uh, – I'm not completely sure what his injuries were, but I knew it was something kidney uh, – not kidney-related, and I just hope that it's not career-threatening and that he can get back on the field next year. And, um, um, you know, him and Josh Gordon and some of these guys can be Johnny Manziel's you know, little, little, you know, the uh, t- t- key targets for next year. So good luck to him as well. Um, uh, there was something else I wanted to say. Um, um, I can't, I, I can't. Oh, I was going to say, wow. You know, it is not out of the realm of possibility that next week, if, if case star, depending on uh, when his, his, his little uh, muffin is delivered, um, we might, we might just be a Floyd, Floyd brothers show next week. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. So, uh, since Doctor Train won't be there, and we don't know K-Star's timeline, because you know, I have two. Jay has one. Uh, K-Star, the kids kind of don't really listen to what the doctors say. They kind of show up when they want to. <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, we're, we're coming. We'll be there. Don't worry. I'm having a cup of coffee right now and reading a magazine, and you know, and maybe tomorrow. You know, I, you know, they they they, they just do what they want. You know, so. Um, yeah. But nothing but love, man. Good luck, good luck there. So listen, uh, been a great show. Appreciate everybody. We've got three weeks to go, um, and, and it did come and go fast. It really did. I mean, I mean, I say it every year, and and it is the it's it, the shortest major sport as far as games played out there. You get sixteen times to watch your team for three hours, and that's it for twenty teams, and then you've got playoffs for twelve, and you know single elimination. So unlike uh, baseball, where there's series, basketball, where there's series, and plenty, you get plenty of opportunities to see the Red Sox, to see the, 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 the Lakers or the Celtics or the Yankees or wherever your team is, you, you get a very short window for football. You're down to three games now, most of you. Dr. Train already lamented. He's got three more games to watch his Bears, and that's it. You know, um, enjoy it because this is it. This is all you got as far as your team goes. You know, and then, you know, we're into the playoffs, and um, – We'll see where it goes. So 
with that said, oh, in my very last comment, I'm sorry, my last comment, um, I don't think she's listening. I, I, she's probably not listening, but I just, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to a friend. I'm not going to say her name, but this was someone that was very close to me about a year ago. And um, I would kind of mention her here and there about a year ago. And then things kind of went the way they went. And um, we reconnected over the weekend and um, um, it was good. Good to see her and good to reconnect with her. And uh, she knows I do the show tonight. I, I highly doubt she's listening because I it, it was last year she would listen to the show and I would like send her the link and I and I knew because she sent me a text. I I don't think it's to that level, but it's just nice to reconnect and it just put a kind of a smile on my face in a time that's been kind of tough for me. So in the unlikely event that she does happen to check the show, it's good to run into you. You know, good to see you. So that's it. So with that said. For Dr. Train, for JB, and for the man soon to be a father. Ooh, boy, K-Star. Guys, enjoy the show. Enjoy the game. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Enjoy the games this weekend. And uh, remember, as we will find out over the next three weeks, as is on the Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 